The podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. All right, boys and girls, and welcome back to the Tuesday episode of Brutal Nation. I'm your host, the illustrious Scott Alexander, and right across from me is the one, the only, the luscious Laura. Say hi, Laura. Hi. All right, so I guess today's my day. It I'm is. Feeling pretty fucking special <laughs> <laughs> because I have a helmet and I drool. Today we're going to be doing Dale and Jeff Hauser, and oh, there's another one, Samuel Dietman, the yes. serial shooter. And I think it's supposed to be shooters, but all right, here we go. So let's talk about Dale's life here. Dale Sean uh, Hauser uh, was born on February 14th of 19, sorry, February 4th of 1973 in Omaha, Nebraska. So he's about my age. Yeah. Uh, just, just a hair older, like uh, six months older. But um, he's the youngest of five boys, including Jeff and Randy. Randy is always an awesome name, by the way. You always think of Randy having like a mullet. And driving an El Camino. Yeah, Randy's not a good name for me. Oh, no, Randy's awesome. Randy is a person that was horrible in my life as a child. And so every time I hear the name Randy, that is who I think of. So, Oh, no, don't get me wrong. I <laughs> Randy to me is maybe, And he most definitely had a mullet. Yeah. I'm telling you, every Randy I've ever met has had a mullet and has either driven like a, an old Camaro or drives an El Camino. That's, this that's one the drove a big truck, old truck. Oh damn! Yeah, <laughs> while, pl- while, while blasting Led Zeppelin's "Houses of the Holy." <laughs> 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 Talking about his good old days in fucking high school, trying to pick up on high school chicks. He's fifty-two, right? <laughs> but, yeah, but he still thinks he has it going on. That's Randy, totally. <laughs> his taste ran a little younger, but yeah. Ooh, yeah. yeah. That's no boy, no. So he grew up. Uh, uh, very poor, very very poor. But the kids didn't know it. Like they're yeah, we're poor, but we don't. We have no fucking idea, right? Yeah. Randy recalls how they would sit in the clubhouse with a friend and shoot pigeons with a BB gun. Fun times. Yeah, good times. <laughs> Let's just blow away the pigeons. The, the fucking sky rats. Yes. <laughs> in retrospect, he believes Dale may have enjoyed this just a bit too much. Which, eh, maybe he's, if we're talking about him on the show and he's a serial shooter, he probably did. He, he probably did, yeah. yeah. I see a connection there. I found the pop ring. Yes. Dale was, in general, silly, a silly and happy kid who liked boxing and would talk uh, talk to the punching bag as if they were real people. Like, I'm going to kick your ass, punching bag, and the punching bag's like, that's my job, motherfucker. <laughs> Yeah, pretty easy to kick a fucking punching bag's yes, ass, right? Yes. Because I, I've never seen a punching bag punch back. Although I pay good money to although see that. Although you, you remember the the blow up clown ones? Oh yeah. And I you would hit it. I thought you meant blow up dolls for a minute. The, I was like, it I, is I, in a way. <laughs> I never humped a blow up clown. Okay, I'm just saying. Well, okay, maybe clowns once are not okay. Period. But uh, I just remember that like one time, more than once, coming back and hitting me in the face because like it goes down and it comes right back up. So. So, yeah. Goes down and comes back up. That's We're on this porn kick this week. I'm just, I'm just saying. Just saying. <laughs> and the clown went back, down on me and I could hear honk, honk, honk. And, that was his is, nose. This is why I'm terrified of them today. Because they honk when they go down. Okay, you know what? I'm just going to read this. That's what's Please take the do. nose off. Because, yeah, that's not, that's not right. Clown needs Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. Anywho, alone time was real important to him. Uh, and with, with four siblings, alone time is probably a rarity and understandably very cherished. Yeah. <clears throat> Got your brothers or sisters or brothers and oh sisters God, around you bugging the fuck, the fuck out of me, right? Yeah. And it's like, I would kill you motherfuckers right now if I can get away with it. Just want five <laughs> yeah. minutes by myself. But alone. Alone. Yes. I've got a, I've got a jar. I've got a big old tub of butter right here. Can't believe it's not butter and a Playboy. I've got Parquet. things to do. <laughs> Butter. <laughs> Parquet. This margarine talks. I'm going to stay and see if I can put my dick in it. Or Imperial. <laughs> Ding. And the crown pops up. I'm going to give it my staff of love because it's Imperial. <laughs> <laughs> Get ready for the crown jewel. Yes. <laughs> so it turns out he wasn't talking to the punching bag as people in general, but as one specific person. Uh, Dell was being bullied at school. 
And one day he came home and told Randy he had finally taken uh, taken care of it. Like, I'm, I'm done with this shit, right? Yeah. So Randy was pretty proud of him and, uh, for standing up for himself. Dell told him that there was more. When my hand hit his face and I saw blood, it felt good. Could you blame him, though? No. no. Like, I, after you're, I bu- I, you're being bullied, like, it would, it would feel good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's happened to me once or twice in high school with you know, with you know, kids that would hear me speak before I learned how to speak actual English and uh, not Southern. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I didn't want to fight because you know that I was told don't don't beat the fuck out of anybody. But I tell you what, when you beat the fuck out of somebody who's bullying you, it Ooh, does it feel really good. good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> you know you, you have what I like to call that come to Jesus moment. Yeah. <laughs> and the bullying seems to stop in a fucking hurry. Yeah. So by 1989, Dale had moved to Arizona to obtain a social security number. Oh, and obtain a social security number. Okay. Interesting that he didn't have one already, but okay. He could have been, I mean, if he was a home birth, then it's quite possible that he, they didn't even register anything. Uh, Still, you would think that they would have, though. You know what I mean? Like, because you would have had to have seen a doctor between 73 and... 89 when he fucking moved away. They were poor. Well, true, but Maybe still. Maybe not. <laughs> down there and you say, hey, I'm poor. Give me a social security number. They're like, here you go. Get on welfare. Yeah. Um, so he found work uh, as a bartender and a freelance photographer. Probably doing porn. Yeah. Now that that's where my probably. fucking mind is right now. Well, that's usually, I'm sure, how that starts. <laughs> oh, really? I got to buy more cameras. <laughs> just, just saying. <laughs> That's why you have a phone. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a lot in my spank bank that's on my phone, yes. I'm telling you, man. I have this whole collection. So he started working in 1999 at the Phoenix Sky Harbor International Airport as a custodian uh, and as a boxing photojournalist for Ringsport and FightNews.com. I like that fight news. He wasn't doing too bad for himself at that no. point then. Yeah, at that point there, you know, you, you're kind of, you're, you're rising above shit. You yeah. Know? You're, you're not... Poor, poor. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's not driving a fucking Bentley. Right. But he's not poor, poor. Yeah. So in 92, uh, Hosner married Tracy Spiker and adopted her son, Donovan, uh, from the from her previous relationship. And three months into the marriage, their son, uh, Jeremiah, was born. So any whoosies, Dell loved being a father and treated Donovan as his own. The marriage, however, only lasted two years and ended in a divorce uh, on April 28th of 94. The next day, the next fucking day, by the way, <laughs> Hosner married Karen Ann Shaw. Okay. Well, clearly, their relationship had been going on They'd for a while. They'd been at it for a bit, yeah. But he's close enough to Vegas. Maybe he went up there and met a stripper and got married by Elvis. Because, <laughs> you, you know. Yeah. He's like, she's my hunk of burning, burning love. <laughs> she didn't step on my uh, my blue suede shoes, and I don't believe in the jailhouse rock. So, <laughs> so later that year, they moved to Pasadena, Texas. In November of 94, Karen Hosher was driving along a remote road between Dallas, Texas, and Pasadena, uh, California, and Dale was in the passenger seat. In the back seat was there was two year old Jeremiah and his uh, his ex wife's other son. That's the one he, Donovan that he the, adopted. Yeah, the adopted yeah. son, and he was three years old. It's Donovan. The car hit a guardrail and plunged into a creek along oh. Interstate forty five near Corsicana. The car sank. Karen and Dale managed to get free, but both the children oh. were strapped into car seats. Oh God! Yeah. Probably gets more fucked up, but Karen swam to shore as Dale kept uh, diving oh. over and over in the freezing water and couldn't get to the kids. Ultimately, he had no choice. One more dive down, knowing he couldn't make it back up or swim to the shore. Dale that's Karen, horrible. Yeah, that's fucked up, right? Dale and Karen sustained minor injuries. Dale repeatedly told his brother when uh, that when his boys died, he did too. So I kind of I can kind of see why it's the whole nothing's more dangerous than a man with nothing to lose. Oh, exactly. You know, and you you or lost a person, a you, person. Yeah, you, know. you lost the two people that you love the most. Yeah, you know, which is your kids. You're like I I don't care anymore. Yeah, it's like my kids died and I couldn't save them. So I, I can kind of see how depression would take place. Uh, kind of snapped know. a little bit at that point. Yeah. Oh, totally. A mental mental break right there. In September of 2001, allegedly, Dale, Dale drove Karen to a 
uh, this deserted spot near Wackenberg and armed with a shotgun said he's gonna uh, he was gonna kill me. I think that's what Karen said. Yes. Karen filed for divorce immediately and was granted that October. He probably blamed her. Oh, probably. Well, since yeah. she was the one driving, and she hit the guardrail. Yeah, you know. I, and I can totally. I'm not saying it's right. Yes, but, but it's, you can understand it. Yeah, very yeah. understandable. You know, where you're sitting there going, "This bitch off my kids, man." Yeah. This is if she wouldn't, if she would have been paying attention, if she wouldn't have done this, if she wouldn't have done that. Yeah. You know, hindsight is always twenty twenty. Always. So, they remarried shortly after the divorce, (laughs) but Karen filed for an annulment after Dale became violent. What were you thinking? I I, I, I think I kind of know. Because sometimes when you divorce somebody or break up with somebody, the sex is so good. You you mistake great sex for being love. Yeah. And uh, that's probably what happened. Like, they got together, they banged, and they're like, oh, no, we're still in love. Let's get remarried. And then. Well, and it's the familiar also. Oh, totally, man. Then Karen all of a sudden woke up to him being violent and said, no, fuck this. No, that's why I divorced you. (laughs) I divorced you because you're an asshole. Yeah. So, uh, for that, um, it may have been during this time Dale's drug and alcohol problems really started. That would make sense. Yeah. In 2004, Dale had uh, developed cancer. The only oh. recorded uh, knowledge is in an article Dale wrote where he mentions himself battling cancer. There are also indications that his sister-in-law, Ruth, who may have been the one battling, that, that she was actually the one battling cancer. Hmm. So, yeah, there's, there's nothing to confirm that it was him. Right. It could have been his sister-in-law. We do know it was around this time he started a relationship with Linda Swaney. I bet you they get married. That's Probably. <laughs> He's like me, a serial married guy, just getting married all the fucking time. A serial monogamist? Yes, yes. that's it. Which is weird because I don't quite believe in monogamy, but eh. That's a different show. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Hold on, let me take these nipple clamps off. <laughs> so... Th- they had one daughter. Her name was Rebecca. The relationship didn't last, of course. Yeah. Accusations of neglect of their daughter riddled the marriage. Ah, so they did get married. <laughs> it must be my ESP. <laughs> I have a lot in common with this motherfucker. <laughs> this is <laughs> extra special penis ESP. Yes. Rebecca had a rare condition which makes her prone to extremely low blood sugar. It's called being hypoglycemic. Um which is how everybody in my family has diabetes starts off. Because it's insulin resistance. Uh-huh. Yeah. Multiple times she became very ill and on occasion nearly comatose. Oh. All because he didn't take proper care of her. Linda filed for an order of protection in September of 2006. So that kind of wraps up daily poop, but I need to drink a coffee before we go on. <laughs> the important thing keeps you going. That's right. Coffee and nipple tassels. <laughs> so Samuel went by Sam. Uh, John Dietman was born October 17th of 1975. So a little younger than me. Closer to your age. I think. Yeah. Um, he'd already had a history of shoplifting and drunk driving. There isn't much uh, known about his personal life, but criminal records indicate he is the father of two girls. Due to his drug addiction, his wife left him in 2001. He lived briefly with his mother and stepfather, but they kicked him out. Uh, You know, he was drinking too much. Makes sense. Always drunk. They're like, get the fuck out, you alcoholic bastard. So let's do a little bit of victimology here. Talk about some victims. Starting in May of 2005, uh, uh, that's when their campaign of death began. Ultimately being responsible for 25 shootings of pedestrians, cyclists, dogs, and horses Jeez. before progressing to murder. Well, if they're shooting progress, uh, fucking pedestrians, I think that's part of murder, isn't it? Well, maybe they just said, but the flesh wound. They were just starting with the BB gun. <laughs> Went to the 22 and, you know, you progressed me? from there. Why'd you shoot me in the butthole? That's not right. <laughs> you need Jesus. I caught a touch of the gay. <laughs> 
so they attacked without warning from the safety of their car and left very little evidence. Police believe that, uh, that this was the work of a single offender, but a series of 13 additional shootings occurring in the area during the same time period were the work of a different perpetrator known as the Baseline Killer. So I think uh, we, yes. did, we did the baseline killer before. Yes. I can't remember what episode it was, but I think it's somewhere in the... Last week or the week before. Was it that recent? It was that recently. Oh, shit. Okay. Because oh. I remember the name. Oh, yeah. There we go. Yeah. Oh, episode 194. Oh, that was that. Goddamn, that was recent, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? And my researcher told me about that. Hey, this links in with your... With this one here. And I'm like, oh, okay, but I forgot because I'm, I'm retarded. So I'll, I'll admit that. We got that. a lot I'm, going on. <laughs> I, I do. You know, between porn and blow-up dolls and clowns, you know. Fucking it doesn't leave a lot of room for anything else. All right. Mark Adieu, the baseline killer, was a serial rapist and murderer whose case was featured previously in an episode 194 of Brutal Nation. I'm glad she put that in there. Cause I, that's why she tells me to read this shit ahead of time. Ahead of time, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, hooked on phonics and all, yeah, it didn't well. work for me. Detective Stacy Dirge of the Phoenix Police Department told ABC News, quote, We believe the two series of shootings are related. We're treating them as one case rather than two. Mm-hmm. Detective Durgo, Dirge also stated, quote, in the 25 years I have lived here, we have not had a situation where we had two serial criminals at the same time in the city of, in the city of Phoenix. Surprise, you actually have three assholes. <laughs> <laughs> and while it's rare to have serial killers that have the same modus operandi working in the same area. That is rare. It's not unheard of because no. in previous episodes, um, before you came on, I did uh, Patrick Kearney, Randy Kraft, and William Bonin who uh, they were all dubbed at one point or another the freeway killers because they oh, all... Oh, yes. Yeah, yes. They, they, they all sought out gay males. Yeah. And then killed them and dumped their bodies alongside of freeways. Right. And they thought they only had one serial killer. And it's like, no. Nope. It's three people that don't even know each other <laughs> doing like, the same thing. How did you miss thing. each other? <laughs> you That's know? What, I, I always wonder if there was like a serial killer like meeting spot, you know, where they sit there and go, okay, here's the deal. So I'm going to pick up this. from this spot to this spot. And yeah. Now, this is my turf. <laughs> yes. Randy, you need to stay over here uh, closer to like Interstate 5. Yes. And William, you need to be more towards the coast a little bit, okay? Just to stay. I'm, I'm going to head out towards San Bernardino myself, <laughs> but you need to be, you know, I'll, I'll take the Inland Empire. You take towards the coast. Yes. We'll work good. Okay, everybody high five that stuff. Oh, with gloves because you guys have gross hands. Uh, been doing we cannot some, be linked. <laughs> can't be linked. I want your DNA all over me. Yeah. Put your penis away. Put it away. It's <laughs> <This is> terrible. <laughs> Draco Winkle, remember? There's a name. <laughs> I just saw that. And I was shaking my head. Draco Winkle, remembering, uh, raising, remembered raising a family during this time period, recalls, quote, This affected everyone in Phoenix. You didn't go out at night. You didn't go anywhere in the metro area. I had three little kids at the time. I wouldn't let them go to the park, ride their bikes, have friends over. I was afraid that their friends would be shot uh, going to or coming from our house. I didn't want to see this happen to anyone. You just didn't know what could happen. And that's true. You Very know, you true. You don't know if they're going to pop your kids, pop you, pop your dog, your cat, your horse, your rat, your bat. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I would not shoot them here or there. <laughs> I would not shoot them. I swear. <laughs> yes. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I got a fucking goddamn my brain. <laughs> On May 17th, Tony Mendez was riding his bicycle in a quiet residential area. Probably had some streamers on it, a little bill. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Yes, yes. You got to hey, have Mr. that. Mr. Wilson, in a basket. how's it going? You need a basket, too. That, you have to have a basket. Where yes. else are you going to put your kitty cat at? <laughs> or your little dog. Or your little puppy puppy. Two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, this is my dog Toto. No, that's a yeah. band, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> They missed the rains out in Africa. <laughs> so Tony was taking candles to a family who didn't have any electricity when he was shot in the back by Dale. Bastard shot the little wow. kid in the fucking back. That's fucked up. That's low. No one reported a, a shot in the area. Tony was found by a passing motorist who thought he'd been a victim of a, a motor vehicle accident. 
It wasn't until paramedics arrived that they found a bullet wound. Did anyone know he had been shot? No. No. Until wow. they found him. Yeah. Reginald. Remillard. Thank you. Because I'm looking at that going. You're welcome. That's <laughs> not even right. That's that's a name like that. You need Jesus too. Who was 56 was shot on the 24th. So shortly after. On June 29th of 2005 in Tulsa, Arizona, and that's a suburb of uh, Phoenix, of by Phoenix, the way. Of Phoenix, yeah. David Estrada was killed by a single gunshot wound to the chest. He was, At least it was fast. Yeah, no shit, man. He took it to the chest, not the back. Yeah. Fuck. He was trying to hitchhike his way out of town. Like, I'm getting the that's fuck out the of That's the problem. Here. <laughs> Stop fucking hitchhiking. You ever notice that there, there, there's, there's victims and there's people who find them? The yeah. victims are usually hitchhikers and hookers. And the people who find them are hikers and joggers. Yes. And dog walkers. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. You know, there I was. I was I was walking Skippy, and he took off, and he came back with a leg. Yeah. And I said, that's not good. Now your DNA is on it. You, you fucking can't keep dog. that bone. <laughs> uh, I told a few girlfriends that. <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> the only evidence was a few scattered coins on the sidewalk. His luggage and guitar were found up on the ramp. Oh, poor guy being a guitar player. I sympathize yeah. with his homie. So there was, once again, no witnesses. David had no ID on him, but was identified through his fingerprints. Earlier that day, Dale had fatally shot a horse. Fuck what did the you, horse dude. ever do to you? Yeah. Like, uh, did the horse, like, eyeball you? Well, maybe, well, hold on. Maybe it was like a Mr. Ed type of a horse. And Which maybe, is still a good horse. It's still a good horse, but maybe he was all mouthy. Like, Dale, <laughs> Dale, <laughs> you're a dickhead for shooting people. He's like, shut, shut the up. fuck up, you yeah. Mr. Ed motherfucker. He's like, Dale, Dale. I seen what you did to the kid on the bike, and then he had no to, witnesses. He's like, no witnesses, Mister Horse, and now you're gonna die. But I'm a talking horse. Bang! No, you're not. No, not you're, anymore. You're not saying shit now. <laughs> so on July 20th, another talking horse. No, it was just a regular <laughs> horse. <laughs> yes. Of course, of course, was wounded, and a dog was killed. Now, see, Ooh. I don't like it when people. Here's my thing, like. I've got things that set me off, and one is we've talked about this before. Yeah, totally, kids like you know you don't, you don't fucking harm kids. You don't harm old people, even the ones that are super crotchety. Yeah, like my neighbor. Oh, I'm pretty sure I don't listen to this podcast, but her name is Cheryl. She's fucking crazy as shit. She is crazy, but <laughs> but she likes me so far. So even that's... after she rubbed my butt that one time, it still creeps <laughs> me out. I'm not like going. I'm gonna fucking kill Cheryl. Yeah, you just you don't do that to crazy old people. Um, and you don't hurt animals. God no animals. Damn. No, and no, no That's... mentally disabled people. People, people, and things that can't defend themselves against you. Oh, totally, totally, totally. You know, uh, and then here's the thing: like, if you're going to eat the horse, then by all means, go hunting for horses. That's fine. If you're going to consume it, because I like to hunt myself. But that's still probably somebody's property. <laughs> so, like. <laughs> You're going to shoot your own and eat it. I guess you could, but... Well, maybe he's going... You know, if he was hunting for wild horses and he says, mm-mm-mm, I like horse meat. You know, I'm fucking... Okay, you're you're hunting. That's fine. Yeah. Because to me, it's no different than any other animal. Yeah. If, you, if that's what you're eating. But just to shoot a dog or a horse or anything like that, just for... And, and I, I, I put that right up there with people who just hunt for trophies. Yes. That's... I can't stand that. You, you know, I've, I've done a lot of hunting. You want to know why I don't hunt for, like, cougars? or rhinos, or giraffes, or lions, I don't eat those things. No. You know, the only thing that I have shot that I have not eaten was, you know, growing up, I shot a lot of coyotes. Yeah. Because, you, you trust me. You, you had to. You have to. Because if not, when, when your cows are birthing. Um, oh, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. They, the, they, where I used to live, they, they took out cats all the time, and the neighbor's chickens and ducks, and Yeah. Yeah, coyotes don't give two fucks. No. Like, they'll watch other coyotes get shot, and they're like, fuck it, just keep on going, because, you know, can't kill us all. <laughs> you can only shoot so many of us at a time. Right. So, coyotes, I kind of see keeping the numbers down. down. Yeah. You know, to where it's it's healthy for the livestock, and it's healthy for the coyote population. Because well, you, you actually need coyotes. They're yeah, excellent predators. They, they eat, you know. Everything like has its place, you yeah. know. Yeah. But you can't have... Like giant roaming packs of fucking coyotes. No. Because <laughs> it just it throws everything out of whack. Um, I digress, though. <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't fucking eat dogs. I don't eat coyotes. No. I don't, 
I don't fucking shoot regular dogs, you know? And, like, if I go out elk hunting, antelope hunting, even fishing, I eat when You're I catch eat a it. kill. Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't sit there and go, oh, I shot a cougar. Right? Look how manly I am. Dude, you did it with a fucking gun. Take on that cougar with a fucking bowie knife. Yeah. Which I've done with wild pigs. I've done... Uh, uh, They're mean, I hear. Oh, Real yes. mean. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, a wild Russian boar. Yeah. Will kill you. Will kill you. Yeah. Because yeah. you know, and everything's about like the wild, you know, pigs, like like uh, Wilbur from Charlotte's Web. Oh yeah, not this. No. <laughs> no. Not these. <laughs> these here. Give it's a no, boar. Yeah, this is a boar. This boar gives no fucks about no. you. No. <laughs> It can't wait to skewer you on those real sharp tusks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So, we're talking about dogs. Um, November 11th saw the death of 44-year-old Nathaniel Schofer. Is that it? Schaffner. Yeah. Oh, that is an end. Schaffner. God dang. Fucking. That's why I'm here. Thank you. <laughs> Laura, you're my hero <laughs> with your lightning nipples. <laughs> yeah. As he attempted to keep a dog from being shot. So, uh, you know what? Hats off to Nathaniel. Yeah. You're probably dead, buddy, but thank you. Fuck. Thanks for keeping the dog from being shot. Yes. Unfortunately, he was not successful, and the dog was shot, uh, as was another dog in a separate instance. I'd be like, I'm going to fucking find you. Ooh, I'm going to find you. I would Dexter him over the dog. Yes. That's my thing, because I am- And the kid. Over the dog and the kid. I don't, I don't know. That, that, well, he was bringing candles, so he was doing a he good He was doing deed. a good deed, yeah. So, I don't know. Even if he was a dick, at least he was doing something He was doing good. something good when he was killed, yeah. So, December 29th was a really busy day. From 6 p.m. to 4 a.m., a vehicle was shot at, two dogs were shot, 44-year-old Jose Ortiz and 28-year-old Marco Carrillo were killed, Timmy Turdell was shot in the neck but survived. Barbara Wintner was shot and she survived. Ending the night of horror, Clarissa Rowley, uh, a, a Marine and a veteran of Iraq, was walking down the sidewalk. She saw the, a car turn around and the barrel of a gun pointing oh out the God. window. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, she knew what was happening and her training kicked in because, you know, Semper Fi, man. Yeah. You know, uh, and she was shot. Oh, I missed something. Uh, she raised her hands and dropped low to the ground. Uh, she was not quite quick enough, though, to avoid a single sh- uh, shot from hitting her. Clarissa flagged down another vehicle, which took her to the hospital. Uh, she had buckshot in her oh, hands, ow. wrist, spine. Routine blood work revealed her uh, to her surprise, though, she was pregnant. Oh, my Likely due to the extreme pain she was in oh. and the massive amount of stress of the situation, she miscarried. So you killed, you you attempted to kill two people there. Yeah. And you oh. didn't even know it and, and you succeeded totally. in killing one. Totally, totally. But at least she had the training and realized I yeah. need to protect myself. You know, and while it's said that she miscarried, I'm hoping that she could have another child. Right, right. You know. She's uh, just lucky to be alive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sam and Dale met around November of 2004. Dale's brother, Jeff, introduced him to his former roommate, and it was love. <laughs> Little love, love at first sight. They said, you have a big gun. Mm, you have a big gun, too. Want a <laughs> shotgun with me? No, yes, I do. I got the buckshot for your buckshot. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. They probably not even gave. I don't make fun of them anyway. I don't give a fuck. Sam had moved back uh, to Arizona from Minnesota. A few years prior, he was essentially, no, he was homeless. Let's just call it spade spade. What it is, yeah. yeah. Dell felt bad and invited him to stay at his apartment. The two quickly became friends and started running a petty theft ring out of their apartment. <coughs> the two roommates had made a perfect pairing. Yep. Much like a fine uh, red wine and uh, beef. <laughs> Oh, the gay jokes are just going to keep coming. So good. (laughs) Sam would shoplift alcohol and CDs, which Dale would, in turn, sell to his co-workers. Yeah, Yeah, that's a good racket. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually smart. I'm going to give him that. That's actually a smart move. You know, you got one that likes to steal and one that'll sell. Yeah. 
The roomies would set up a minor, would set minor files to trash piles and palm trees for entertainment. Uh, okay. They've got a well-rounded... You know, it's 2000s. <laughs> Get fucking cable, guys. Right. You're making money and shit. <laughs> yeah. God damn. They had cable TV. They've had cable TV since like the 70s or 80s or some shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they upped the ante by beating homeless people. Oh, come on. Okay, now hold on. These motherfuckers need to come to Portland. I'm just at running out. <gasps> Do you remember those bum fights yeah. things? Yeah, I do. You remember that? Yeah. I won some money on that. <laughs> no, that's fucked up. No, I didn't. I'm just kidding. I'm just... Liar. You, you probably did. Hey, man, when I got into the ring with those bums <laughs> and I give them some booze and I was sober, that's right, man. I got a mean, mean left hook. <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible. God damn. Now I, now I need Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> On May 2nd of 2006, while uh, Dale drove, Sam shot Claudia Gutierrez-Cruz. I got that right. Sweet. As she was walking down the street. There she was. Just, I can't even. <laughs> I, just, I just can't even today. <laughs> she died where she lay. She had come in, uh, in on her day off to help out at the restaurant where uh, she worked. So she wasn't even supposed to be out. Yeah, that that's day, fucked really. Up, man. Wow. Trying guess, to do something good. Guess the overtime didn't help her out. Yeah. <laughs> was she off the clock when that happened? Yes. Hey, she man. was going to work to to cover for somebody. Is that what it said? Right. See, if you were someone that you know died <laughs> being shot on your way to work. <laughs> I expect to be paid for that I day. I expect to be paid for that stuff. That's I think that, that should count as company time. Yes. That's workman's comp. That's right. <laughs> I'm on my way to work. <laughs> So she had missed the bus and decided to walk home. Oh, so she was already off. Of she was on her way home from doing that. Okay. There we go. Earlier that day in Scottsdale. Here we go. Here we go. I knew I couldn't <laughs> make it through a it. whole fucking episode without one of these types of names. Kabili Tanbadu. There you go. You did God it. Damn. <laughs> you see, researcher, you couldn't fuck me up with that one. I have ninja skills today. Just fucking just, yeah. Anyway. She was uh, was shot in the back as she walked down the street, just like the other one. Like she's just like chilling, going just minding business, yeah. Right, and she's already got a name like Kim Billy, so that's fucked up to shoot her. On top of that, that's had an insult. To already him. got problems. Yeah, she already got problems. Yeah. On May seventeenth, uh, the three were out driving around, just you know, kind of chilling, going for a cruise. Probably had their guns with them. Oh, I'm sure. Because, and I, I want to inter, interject. This is a, another example of bad gun ownership. I yes. said a million times, I own guns. I'm an avid shooter. Um, there's responsible people, and there's irresponsible people, mm-hmm. like the shooting that just happened last week uh, at that school. Yes. That's irresponsible gun ownership. And, and gun laws from Texas, in my opinion. but Where everybody carries? They, you didn't have to have a license or any experience. See, and that's ridiculous. I, that I think, is ridiculous. I think that as as a gun owner myself, that everybody should have to take a class. And whether whether you own guns or not, I think everybody should be required to take a class in firearms and know um, what they're doing. Yeah, and uh, yes. understand firearms in general because guns aren't dangerous. People, ignorant people, are mm-hmm. dangerous. Like my guns have never got up and shot anybody. Yeah, desperate, desperate people. Yes, that is true. Desperate people are very, very dangerous. You know, fucking. But uh, anyway, I, I can talk about guns. All yeah, time, and I don't want this to be an eighty-hour fucking episode because I got to <laughs> edit this shit down. Uh, they were driving around. Okay, <laughs> when they encountered thirty-six-year-old, this, this is the three dudes, right? Yeah, Timothy Davenport in a parking lot. They're like, "Hey, Tim, what's up? What you doing?" Dale distracted him while Jeff stabbed him in the back. See, that's some cowardice shit right there, man. Why didn't you just shoot him like everyone else? That's right, Would have hurt a lot less. What, what did Timmy ever do to you, man? Yeah. Poor Timmy. He's probably, you know, I bet you he's, he's fucking doing South Park episodes now. Uh, Timmy. <laughs> Timmy. 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 <laughs> yeah, because Timmy survived and was later able to identify his attacker. Mm. Jeff's involvement explains the difference in the weapons. Oh, okay. Zone. That makes sense. It's just fucked up. <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. Like, I'm just wondering if they're stabbing poor Timmy because of a thrill kill or... Yeah. That's what I think. What assholes, man. 
Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like and straight and up. I, and I brought this up before. Like I'm I'm an asshole myself, and I'll admit that. And I hate my neighbors. I absolutely hate them with every ounce of my body. Mm-hmm. But I'm not stabbing them. No. I'm not shooting them. Hell, even when I got into it uh, with them last weekend, because oh, no. of the, the horn honking thing, I didn't knock the dude out. I didn't become physical. I stated my case and said, you know what? Fuck off. And I walked away. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not uh, worth it. it. It really isn't. It isn't. Uh, now, did I want to? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I most definitely did. Yeah. I wanted to clean his fucking clock. But I, I guess my PSA for this for everybody is uh, be that responsible person. Yeah, you're pissed, but honestly, it's not worth the attorney fees. It's not worth you going to jail. It's not no, worth the paperwork. It's not worth it. You know, all the time and shit that you lose over somebody who's going to occupy that much time, you know, in your life. If I'm going to go to prison, it's going to be over something. Yeah, stupid, like out here working important. on my car. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, totally. If I'm going to go to prison, it's going to be for something hell of important. Yeah. Like, I can see why he murdered those five people. They were breaking yes. into his house. I yeah. Think, I, I dig. I dig. Scratch my belly. <laughs> I can't reach it. Like a bag of, oh, would, would you? A mm, little lower, Laura. Or lower, lower. That's it right there. You got her. <laughs> this is terrible. God damn. I'm on a fucked up roll today. This Sorry is just God. how we are. <laughs> this is true. This is true. And this is without being alcohol fueled. Like I listened to um, the one that Friday. I, Fridays when I was drunk. I can't believe I pulled that motherfucker off. You did a good job. And I was three sheets to the wind. <laughs> My Thursday affected everyone badly. That, that honestly, yeah, that's I'm kind of dreading that we're going to have to do her again. Um yeah. Just yeah. part 2. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh But yeah, the, we'll save save that. The, <laughs> The, the worst part is over for that one. Yes. Thankfully, because, I mean... I, the rest is like, is arrest, trial, and all that stuff. You see, I don't get affected by very many things. I'm pretty, you know, I, I've got a good reign on most of my emotions because I'm on pills for it. Um, but when it comes to torturing an innocent child... I mean, clearly, and that's it, it upset was. me. Yeah. No, <laughs> so, yeah. Right there with you, except that John didn't come over and give me a hug. I'm just saying... Um, <laughs> I just John didn't come over and rub my butt like Cheryl did. Nothing like that. I mean, we could call Cheryl next time if I'm going to pass on that one. (laughs) Just yell her name out the door. No, (laughs) I have a fear. (laughs) Yes. She's gonna. My my fear is she's gonna break into my house. It's a screen door. And it's a fucking screen door. She can walk through that. I'm gonna be napping. And she's going to come in. I'm going to wake up. To, she's going to be in bed with you. Not. Yeah. And rubbing my butt. And like, Don't worry. It rubs the lotion on the skin. And then I'm going to be. be pr- pr- you. You'll be like waking <laughs> up. Oh, oh, oh. oh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Man, that's a great blowjob. That's fucking. Oh, what, what, Cheryl, what the fuck? And then you guys are going to have to come visit me in the nut hut. And Scott <laughs> lost his shit after that. He's just. All he does is he's Sharon's in the. Mouth? He's fucking. Oh, God. Cheryl, Cheryl, <laughs> that's, that's Cheryl. A terrible Cheryl's nut hut mouth. God damn it. I'm going to get on with this because God yes. damn. <laughs> on May 30th, James Hodge was wounded by gunfire. The next day, Miguel Rodriguez was shot in his side by Daryl Davies. No, not oh, by. Daryl Davies, sorry, was shot on his left side. God damn. In two separate instances, by the way. So like they're, <laughs> fucking, they're busy. No kidding, man. Did the, ammo cost money? I'm wondering. Well, that, that's why they have that side hustle of fucking. So they can keep buying it. Yep. Because ammo's not cheap. No. Man. On June eighth, the pair uh, the pair was really busy. <laughs> Paul Patrick but wait, was there's sh- more. <laughs> yeah, but, but wait, there's more. They even got busier. <laughs> Our business is shooting people, and business is good. Business is good. Paul Patrick was shot and wounded on his right side. They also set fire to two different Walmarts, <laughs> which were 45 minutes away from each other. That I understand. The Waltons can afford to fix that. I understand setting fire to a Walmart. Uh, yes. Because nothing's worse than somebody who you, you, you've you seen them over the years that you've gone to the same Walmart grocery store. Mm-hmm. So you go up and say, hey, man, um, so uh, where can I find this product? And they look at you with 
deadpan face. Uh, I come on, let's take a walk. We'll find it. Yeah, dude, you've worked here for I know at least three years. You would think they don't pay you enough to give a shit where anything is or to clean anything up. All almost all of their employees are on assistance. So I can understand only doing the bare minimum enough to keep your job. No, that I can understand because my, Cause the my company worked, doesn't care about you. My son worked at Walmart uh, around the corner from me for a short term, for for a short time. And they don't they don't pay for crap. Mm-mm. Their benefits suck. It's wonderful. So investigators revealed June eleventh, two thousand six, that the thirteen shootings were now believed to be the work of the same killer. Eh, they're still wrong. Lots of speculating here. Yeah. It's got to be the same killer, huh? No, Jack Hall. He got three. They're just all in the same car. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> teamwork. Yes. It's all about teamwork. Everything is awesome when you're part of a team. <laughs> that's, a whole, <laughs> that, that, that's a whole different show, too. Yes. <laughs> That same day, Elizabeth Clark was shot in the left hip as she was riding her bicycle. God, going somebody's got next... shit aim. No kidding, man. Y'all need to come to the firing range with me. I Practice, to yeah. Shoot because, <laughs> oh, damn, well, I don't want you guys shooting people. Fuck. <laughs> I guess I'd rather be shot in the hip than in the head, but you know. Okay, I'll give it that. But a hip replacement uh, for shattered hip. Yeah. So on June twentieth, uh, Frederick Cena. I got that right. Okay. Yeah. Was shot while sitting in a parking lot, and Tony Long was hitting the torso while walking down a road. Jesus. So you're going to have to, like, walk with a vest. Yeah. No kidding. Kevlar for everybody. Yeah. July 1st, Jeremy Ortiz was shot behind a strip mall, and a woman was shot while walking. Diane Bain was also shot that day. <laughs> then two days later, Joseph Roberts was shot while pushing his bicycle along the walkway. Five days later, David Perez was shot in the torso while walking. And the next day, Ashley Armenta was shot in the back of the head while walking. And amazingly enough, she fucking survived. Damn. That's a strong ass bitch right there. Yeah. That's a chick like after something like that, like if you're with her, you don't fuck with her for two reasons. Number one, she survived being shot. Shot. And number two, you, if she could survive that, I don't care if you were built like John Cena, the wrestler. <laughs> if she wants to take you out, she can. Yes. She's like, motherfucker, I survived being shot in the back of the head. What are you going to do? And I've now had a traumatic brain injury. Yeah, so... so I can get away with it. Yeah. I will stab you in your sleep. You're like, you know what? I think I will take out the trash. Let me make dinner tonight and clean the house. <laughs> <laughs> we're all good. You just sit here. I'll just rub your feet. <laughs> Gary Begay, which I love that song, uh, not, not the song, that name, because that comes up in a lot of the books that I've been reading, Yeah, was also shot that day in Glendale, which is, once again, that's, uh, I think it's a little bit west of Phoenix. Uh, on the 11th, Michael Cord- Cordray was shot. On the 22nd in Mesa, Arizona, Raul Garcia was shot. Oh, my God. The list goes on and yeah. on and on and on and on and on and on and on. I I don't understand. Like they, there should be massive amounts of patrol. <laughs> you would think happening. they would be calling out national guards, yeah. SWAT, and every fucking county would be like, "We got to find these." Like their their hospitals are going to be overrun soon in the ER. Yeah, no shit, man. Today at the hospital, fifty more people got shot by yeah. the same assholes. So police were working 20 to 22 hour shifts investigating without any leads, which is understandable. They're looking around like, we got to find these motherfuckers, but nothing's mm-hmm. turning up. They went to the public uh, asking for help. They received over 2,000 tips over two days. Oh, that's a lot to follow up on. Right. Investiga- and investigators did know the suspect's vehicle was a beige Toyota. Detective Clark, what the fly? Schwarzkopf. Thank you. Yeah, that is Schwarzkopf. <laughs> that, that works. <laughs> Detective Clark Clark Schwartzkopf uh, recalls, "quote The couple of hours of sleep I could get uh, that I could get it was the fear of somebody I know or somebody that I happened to run across sometimes being gunned down and left there to die." Yeah, you'd have nightmares about it. 
The tips would prove to be inconsequential until they received a call from Ron Horton. Ron frequented the same bar as Sam. They were drinking one night, and Sam commented how he had uh, shot and killed a man. Somebody's always got to get cocky and run their mouth. Once you get to drinking, man. Yep. Though he wasn't certain Sam was serious, he went to the police after Robin's death because it, quote, affected me quite a bit. Yeah. The problem was no one could locate Sam Dietman. Mm -hmm. He was completely off the radar. They're like, we don't even know who this motherfucker is, right? So detectives asked Ron to arrange a meeting with Sam. Like, hey, man, can you give us a little You want to wear a wire? (laughs) How about a nice romantic date? You know, it could be Sam and this female officer that works vice and has big boobs. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, that probably will work. work. Like, I'll motor both the fuck out of those. No, you get handcuffs is what you're getting, asshole. On July 30th, Ron uh, tried calling Sam but gave up after getting no response. That evening, 22-year-old Robin Blesnick was shot and killed around 11.15 p.m. She'd received a text from a boy she liked, and may have, and it may have been her boyfriend, asking her to meet him uh, at her friend's house. They may have had an arrangement earlier that day. An argument? That says, that says argument, doesn't it? An yes. argument that day. <laughs> Jesus, I swear to God. Ugh. <laughs> Yes, they arrange I, I, I to have even, a fight. I can't even read anymore. I'm like not even just half retarded. I'm all retarded. It's <laughs> wonderful. Did they order a bitch slap too? They did. Oh. They ordered a bitch slap too. It was great. So anyway, the the, the sources, they kind of conflict with each other, trying to figure out if they had an argument, an arrangement, if it was flowers or edible <laughs> or undies. So I, I dig. Okay. She, she left the house in her slippers and her pajamas. Lucky bitch, I want to okay. do that. She's going to Walmart. That's yep, where she was that's going. where she was going. Yeah, because you know she, you're dressed up for Walmart if you're wearing that. <laughs> Robin, Robin did have a mental disability, oh. which may explain why she didn't get dressed first. Oh. I have a mental disability, and I, I do too. We oh, all do. That's right. That that gives us reason to walk around in our. You'll in our notice pajamas. that I got dressed today. I mean, they are the comfiest clothes I could find, and well, it's not even a real bra, but it's clothes. This is a clothing clothing optional house, so you don't <laughs> even have to wear anything. Just, Come over with a robe and a smile. We're good. Oh. On August 1st, Sam agree, uh, agrees to have a drink with Ron at the local bar. Dale dropped him off at the bar uh, in a vehicle which matched the description of the shooters. Well, because mm. they're the shooters. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that shit, right? Yeah. Officers followed them as they cruised around all night long, not knowing if they would be able to intervene in time to save someone's life. Uh, there were several close calls, but since another vehicle was in close proximity, they didn't do it. Detectives followed Dale and Sam back to their apartment. While they while they had the apartment under surveillance, Sam took out the trash. They're we like, oh, all three of you were together. Aw. That's How a sweet. Thing. That's, that, that's adorable. Then they yeah. did each other's makeup and nails. And they said, that's a mighty big gun you have. So you should see what's in my pocket. And then they had a pillow fight. They that's did. always what happens, you know. Wearing nothing but their panties. Yes. Nah, I gotta go masturbate. <laughs> <laughs> Inside was a map of Phoenix of the Phoenix area with the location of several of the crime scenes marked. You, oh my god. Never leave a paper trail. Hey man, they want to keep track, man. They're proud of what they Burn did. Burn it. They're, you light shit on fire all the time, but he took it out of the trash, right? He it was took it in out the, with trash. the trash. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so inside of a Dr. Pepper can was a .140 shotgun shell. Oh, that's... I've never heard of a .140. Yeah. What the fuck? Okay, I think that's a mistype. It was a shotgun shell. That's a buckshot is double lot. You have 10, Which you have is four, what 10, you have they a 20 They were picking gauge. out of that chick's hands, so... I'd have to look it up. Yeah, oh, no, maybe, yeah. Mm. Robin B- uh, Blesk's name was written on a, a slip of paper in a red felt pen. That was one of the victims, by the way. Yeah. Oh, good old Robin. Investigators, I, I, that she was the retard. Oh, that's right. The one with the, yeah, yes. slippers and pajamas. Yeah. I shouldn't call her that. I'm sorry, the, the one with mental disability. Yes. Sorry, Robin. Don't mean to call you a tard. I'm just, I'm stuck on that from what I've been watching lately. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching this YouTuber, 
and he uses the word retard a lot. Uh, and he does true crime. He does a bunch of other stuff, like weird stuff. Yeah. But uh, but he puts it into good context, like, you know, uh, and he was singing louder than a retard with a Mr. Microphone on Christmas Day. That's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. I was dying. This guy's name is Deadbug. And uh, I, I came across him by accident doing some research on one that I'm getting ready to present named Thomas Quick. And I had to watch all of his stuff. It's freaking hilarious. We're going to have to check that out. Oh, yeah. You guys will love him. And this, investigators were able to get approval for an emergency uh, wiretap during the earliest morning of August 2nd, which proved to be massive, su- massively successful. Good. <laughs> Detective Schwarzenegger, Schwarzkopf, <laughs> states, quote, that night when we had wiretaps was the most that they had ever talked about shooting. The shootings. Uh, they went through the litany as they as they watched the news. They would flip station. They flipped from station to station to figure out who was talking about them. Oh, because they love the publicity. Yeah, you know, hey, that's us. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a special time. Let's po- let's let's pop open our fucking generic beer and watch the news. <laughs> our PBRs. Mm-hmm. One news report stated that they had now shot six people, and Dell reported it's higher than that. What about the guy who I uh, fucking shot on 27th Avenue in the yard? I love shooting people in the back. And he chuckled. It was so much fun. It's so easy. It's like kind of bullshit. (laughs) No kidding, man. They can't can't fight people like real men. Yeah. That's, That's, yeah. Phoenix police officials issued a statement on August 3rd, officially linking Robin's murder to the serial shooter due to the forensic evidence and other similarities to the shooter's previous crimes. While that was happening, officers arrested uh, Samuel, uh, oh, it says Sam and, that should be a space, spaces are better. Sam and Dale in their apartment. The next morning, police announced that they had made two arrests in the case. A few weeks before their arrest, Dale had interviewed heavyweight champion Mike Tyson as part of his journalist job. Oh, that's the end of that good job. <laughs> no shit, huh? Yeah. You don't come back from shooting people. Tyson's description of Dale was that, quote, he was a small guy, but very nice. Who I'm wasn't pre- a small guy compared to I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think that Tyson actually said that. I think what Tyson said, he was a small guy. Yes, like that. Yes. Nice. Yeah. In a voice that's higher than I could ever get. Mm-hmm. Dale's brother, Randy, initially really did believe his brother was innocent. That all changed when he found Dale's journals. Some of them were written in grade school. Randy told reporter Jane Lavender of The Mirror, quote, I, I started to read this diary it was horrific that it was so horrific that instantly before I was halfway done with it, I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt he was guilty. He actually wrote in the diary that as a kid, uh, yeah, that as a kid, a little kid, we were talking very early grade school that he had snuck rat poison in and out in and put it in someone's drink. And made them and, and made him sick. Oh boy! It's fucking rat poison. What do you expect? That's yeah, arsenic, motherfuckers. There were things in the diary I read that would make uh, a Billy Goat puke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use that term from now yes. on too. That's pretty good. Uh, that were totally repulsive. Made me upset to my stomach. Talking about uh, killing birds, stripping their skin off, leaving them out in the sun to die. Oh. Damn. Uh, talking about driving by and taking a bat and hitting an innocent person in the head with it uh, as he drive as he drives by in a car, just horrific things. No kidding. Jesus. One of the entries in Dale's journal, written ten years before the shooting started, which Randy was re- referencing, read, "Quote: The birds that I shot and didn't immediately die were torched. Oh, others were buried up to their necks in the yard." Sometimes I would put them in a, in a shoebox and microwave Oh, my God. The smell was horrible, but I enjoyed the end result. So I can tell you that it is a horrible smell. Well, uh, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> because. We now pause this motherfucker yes. here because I, what? So my friend Crystal and I, when we were in grade school, it was winter 
and we found this bird outside and it was frozen and we thought like we're little kids we thought we could save this we just need to warm it up we just need to warm the poor thing up and it was dead already when you know but we didn't know that but um hypothetically yeah. let's go hypothetically with that. it was dead and we put it in the microwave and it is a bad smell let me just tell you it's a bad smell <laughs> next week on brutal nation <laughs> the story of laura jameson the serial killer <laughs> yeah we didn't know. Oh, we didn't mean to hurt it if we Jesus. did. After reading Dale's journal, there was no shadow of a doubt in his mind his brother was guilty. Randy confronted Dale in jail. Afterwards, Dale stopped uh, professing his innocence to mm-hmm. his family. Randy reached out to the victim's family and offered his support. Quote, it was so heart-wrenching on one end. To be able to look them into the in the eyes and say, you know what, I'm sorry that happened to you, and if there's anything I can do, I'm here for you. Wow, I mean that is the what else can you do? Yeah, like I'm sorry, my brother is an absolute fucker. But yeah, yeah. God damn. The journal also revealed Dale, Dale has started stealing and setting fires when he was about nine years old. Mm. Uh, he would spray people's laundry hanging on the line with bleach water, uh, break windows, and slash tires. His one passion in life was destroying things. Uh, apparently so. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, this kid's been fucked up like since birth. Yeah. Sometimes you just don't want to wake up. Yeah. 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 Yes, he did. Yes, he did. As something straight out of Hollywood script, Dale would re, uh, revisit crime scenes. And there's a side note here. This isn't something that normally occurs in reality. Note the difference between returning to returning for a repeat offense or dumping ground versus returning to the crime scene to bask in its oh, memories. Yeah. All right, let's talk about some trials. In 2007, while awaiting trial, Dale was briefly housed in, in an adjacent cell with Mark Gardu. Oh, was the, the baseline killer. Baseline killer. Yes. Mark was moved to a cell shortly before an article was published revealing their adjoining cells in public. That was because they were butt lovers, and he refused to use any spit and more determination. No, that's, that's that thing true. had to be that's real long to, to reach all the way around. You know, it was like a cement wall between them. It was not just bars. Glory <laughs> hole, baby. Yeah, yes. Okay. <laughs> that makes more sense. Oh, my God. That's horrible. The move was done to alleviate any concerns of a uh, budding bromance. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I hit that on the head. Before, uh, between the two killers. Before the trial began, a judge ruled that filming or recording by the media of the trial was banned. They could still attend the proceedings, just not record them. There was no restrictions against uh, photographing uh, the defendants outside of the courtroom. Dell was charged with 87 crimes, including eight counts of first-degree murder, 19 counts of attempted murder, numerous aggressive assaults, aggravated assaults, drive-by shootings, firearms charges, cruelty to animals, and arson. He pled not guilty and told the Associated Press, quote, I feel very sorry for the families of the people uh, who were hurt, but I didn't do it. Bullshit. You fucking liar. Yeah. Dell also said Sam might have used his car and guns to commit the crimes, but reiterated. That's what I thought that was. Yeah. Reiterated, he was not involved, nor had he suspected Sam of the crimes. Always, you're gonna throw the other guy under the bus. Oh yeah, well, guess who testified him against? Uh, against yeah, the that's right. Yep, Sam. Here comes Sam. <laughs> he turned state's evidence against both Dale and Jeff. In his testimony, Sam told the court Dale had admitted to hating prostitutes and homeless people as they looked for victims, but that he never explained why he wanted to shoot people. Prostitutes and and the homeless were also not a part of their victimology. No, that's what I was going to say. But I, right. Although he did beat up homeless. He, yes. But that's not part of the victimology. He left the, the prostitutes alone for, for once. Somebody did. Catherine Ramsland, a forensic uh, psychologist, uh, and 
That's just actually says legit. Legit serial killer <laughs> expert says if one was the the quite timid type, he may have been the follower who got himself in a situation and just kept going because the reality was created by the dominant partner. This happens in a team killing uh, in team killing quite often. Yep. It does, yeah. Yes. You usually have a dominant and a submissive. Yep. Normally. And they're like, I, I have to do what... He's going to shoot me. They're going to kill me if I don't go along with it. And he won't give me the margarine tub. <laughs> <laughs> On March 13th... This is going to get real painful real fast. <laughs> Too much determination. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. On March 13th of 2009, Del Hoshner was convicted of six of the eight murders and overall 80 out of 87 charges. Damn. Good. Samuel Dietman pled guilty to two counts of first-degree murder and conspiracy to commit murder. Sam had uh, grown tired of the killings and really wasn't all that into it anymore, right? But he felt with Dale monitoring his every move, and who he talked to, he didn't have much of a choice but to continue. Yep. He was sentenced to life without possibility of parole. You're you're finished. <laughs> uh-huh. You're done, dude. You're, you're done. going away to going to the big house. Yep. Maybe his sex life will stay the same. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> On March twenty seventh of two thousand nine, Dell was sentenced to six death sentences. Ooh. He had apparently ch- uh, changed his tune because he instructed his lawyers to not oppose the sentence, saying his execution would help in the healing process of the victim's families. That is true. Yeah, that, totally, man. After a mandatory appeal, Dale weighed any further appeals and requested he be put to death, quote, as soon as possible. Just get it over with. Yeah. yeah. No, and and, and I, I agree with that. Yeah. If you're, on de- if you're on death row and you know what you did and there's no way you're going to get out of it, yeah, just, just get it done. Just get it fucking done. Otherwise, you're just costing needless amounts of money to house you. Exactly. <laughs> During Hosner's half-hour statement to the jury before sentencing, he apologized to the families, uh, to his family, among others, and compared himself to Charles Manson in regards to the notoriety he expected he would get. Sorry, not as famous as Manson. Yeah, no, I don't think anybody's as famous no. as Manson. Like for real, man. No, famous as Manson. Yeah, yeah. I was say, Manson's <laughs> not even as famous as Manson. Jeff was sentenced to 25 years for his involvement in two of the attacks. He was suspected of involvement in six of the attacks, but only two were proven. There's a couple of other potential victims that we're going to throw in here just for good measure. Tony Mendez, who's 39, was shot to death on May 17th of 2005. Reginald Rimard. Rimillard? Remillard. Remillard. Wow, that, that's actually kind of a cool name. It's complicated, but okay. But it's good, yeah. 56 years old, was shot to death on May 24th of 2005. Jeez. In the end, on June 19th, 2003, Dale was found unconscious in his cell and died later that day. 2013? That's what I said. Okay. Didn't I say 13? You said 2003. I did. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. I thought I said 13. In my head, I said 13. Okay. <laughs> but apparently nobody can see inside my head. But <laughs> His autopsy revealed no physical trauma. The medical examiner determined that he had killed himself with an overdose of antidepressants. I want... Okay. Well, he did ask to be killed quickly, and I guess they took, uh, they took so long, he took matters into his, his own, own hands. hands. Yeah. yeah. Perhaps he was disappointed at the lack of... Uh, Perceived notoriety. You know, like, fuck it. <laughs> fuck the shit. I'm out. Yes. Not as, I'm not as famous as Manson's Manson, so I'm, I'm out. I'm, yeah, I'm done. I don't want to play anymore. Yeah, I don't want to. I'm taking my blue cup and I'm going home. Going home. <laughs> Prison officials refused to comment whether he was prescribed the antidepressants or how he managed to get a hold of enough to commit suicide. That's really easy. Getting a hold of, the, of drugs in prison is really easy. I would think so. It is. I don't know this from being there, but I know this. <laughs> I'll admit it when you're in the women's prison. <laughs> holding girls' heads down. No, I dig. I, I, <laughs> that's right. Train to me, little scissor. Yeah. I, 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 I get it. I just want to see the pictures. It was later confirmed Dale had not, had in fact, scrolled away his pills. So, like, they'd give them to they him. They were his, but, yeah. I'm really taking them. And he's, you know, kept them. He's cheeking them. Totally. 
<laughs> in a letter written a year before his death, Dell wrote, quote, the state of Arizona wanted to get me, wanted to get the death penalty before and during my trial. I was found guilty and given six death sentences. Now, now that I want to be executed, suddenly my mental state is in question. Yeah. So, if I'm found uh, incompetent to waive my appeals, does that mean I was also incompetent to stand trial? That's actually good, a good point. point. Yeah, I'm going to give him that. That's something to think about, isn't it? Uh, I'm not insane. I'm of sound mind. I simply wish to get the punishment handed down to me, but more quickly. And that's the whole. I guess that's his prerogative. On, and, and I agree. And yeah. that, that's actually really good insight. If you if if you're not competent enough to to waive your appeals, yeah, then how are you competent enough to stand trial? Agreed. So yeah, that's that's actually some thought provoking shit right there for being a Tuesday. Very. Jesus Christ! You have anything you want to add? Lightning nipples? <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. N- yeah. Nothing shocking. <laughs> All right. Remember, you can send us an email at BrutalNation at TwistedBlueLLC.com. Check us out on Medium, Crime Beat on Medium, and wherever you get your blogs, get the whole story without any of my bullshit. Uh, Check us, uh, let's see, check out our uh, Patreon page. Every little dollar helps out the show. Uh, I think that's all I have. Yeah, this show's copyright 2022 by Twisted Blue LLC. All rights are reserved, and we will see you tomorrow on Wednesday. Bye-bye. Bye.